is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> hey everybody, good to see you, even though I don't really see you see you, but I see you. You know what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, yesterday, big day, was my 19th anniversary, which was also Valentine's Day. Yeah, hopefully everybody had a good Valentine's Day. I had a great anniversary, went to a great restaurant, had some delicious ribs. Mmm, best ribs I've had in South Carolina. I could say that. That happened. Um, but we're going to jump into things today. I got a couple things to talk about. First is uh, something totally random. And, and the second one kind of ties in nicely with the devotional. So the first random, totally unrelated thing I want to address is this. I was walking into Walmart the other day. And I saw this truck parked in the handicapped spot. Now. It was handicapped license. It was, that was fine. It was the truck that caught my eye. And um, what we had was a Chevrolet Avalanche. And they were built like in the, from like 2001 to 12 or something like that. They had like 10 or 11 years, something like that. Um, but if you don't know what the uh, um, truck looks like, I'll pop it up here. It is terribly ugly. It's probably the ugliest. Uh, truck that has been made, in my humble opinion, that I can remember right now. Maybe there's a worse one, but it's pretty bad. Um, and when I see this, I walk by, I start thinking about the brainstorming session, the boardroom meeting that, that they had for this truck. And I just imagine some guy came in and he goes, guys, I got an idea. It's going to be amazing. We're going to sell these like crazy. And I'm like, what is it? He goes, take Let's make a four-door truck. And they're like, all right, I like where you're going here. Four-door trucks are good. We like them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're popular. Um, but and, and hear me out. What we do with this truck, we cover it in plastic. Plastic all over it. And the boardroom goes nuts. They're like, what? Who would have thought? We didn't think about putting plastic all over the truck. Boy, you deserve a raise. You know, it's like... Uh, but let's be clear about something. There's not a single cool thing about this truck. Tell me a time you've ever seen the, the, one of those trucks and the plastic isn't just nasty and oxidized and gross looking. And what's the deal with that little triangular thing connected to the bed? Is that supposed to make it look cool? Because it doesn't. And why does the front end look so derpy and like... I don't think we'll ever know. And the only uglier vehicle that I can come up with is the Pontiac Aztec. And looking at the two side by side, I bet you the same guy who made that was responsible for the Avalanche. I'd bet money on it. I mean, both have plastic glore all over it. Both terribly ugly. We've established that. Both have zero coolness going on. And they both start with the letter A. They sound like the dude came up with the Aztec Avalanche. We got it. They're, it's a 
So actually, the board meeting probably like, he came in, he goes, I got good news and I got great news. The good news is the avalanche, four-door truck, plastic adorned all over it. And the great news is Aztec SUV slash van. We don't even really know what it is, but guess what? Plastic all over that too. And if it wasn't bad enough, the Aztec also had a built-in um, tent thing that they put on the back. Yeah, it's crazy. Not cool. So all that happened as I walked past this truck going into Walmart the other day. And I was like, I got to share this with somebody. And this is the platform. Now to the next thing I want to talk about before we get into the devotional portion. Because you see, what we're in, we're, we're in the podcast portion. That's what we call it. And, and I, uh, I haven't done any of the, the straight podcasts on Saturdays in a while where it's just kind of nonsense, no real meaning. I just talk about random stuff, no devotional, no scripture and all that. Uh, it's been a while because, you know, time's not on my side. Maybe soon though. So we're still, that was the, the podcast portion. And we're going to still be in it for a second, but then we're going to go to devotional. It's going to tie in nicely. So anyways, let's talk about the Super Bowl. First thing that I want to say is Chris Stapleton knocked it out of the park with that, um, his singing the national anthem. It was good. I got I to gotta learn what he was doing because that was awesome. Of course, people are going to say it's not good. Whatever. There's a bunch of haters out there. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Although, I, here's what I would have done if I was in charge of booking things. I would have been like, Chris Stapleton and Rihanna. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to switch the two. Rihanna, you can sing the national anthem. Chris Stapleton, why don't you do the halftime show? Because that would have been better. I guarantee it. I didn't, I didn't hate on the Rihanna thing. I just find her music not for me. That's fine. Maybe it's for somebody else. But whatever. Secondly, the thing I want to talk about at the Super Bowl was... Dak Prescott. Now, you all know I'm a Cowboys fan. And uh, I love the Cowboys. I do. But at the Super Bowl, Dak Prescott went out to get his Walter Payton Award. It's a trophy thing. Uh, And when he was there, he got booed by the Philly fans. Not surprising. Philly fans boo everything. They boo Santa Claus. If there's something they can boo, they will boo them. However, this time, I was on Philly's side because, first of all, I'm not a Dak Prescott fan. It's, it's, it's a problem. He really rubs me the wrong way, and I can't, I can't get on board, even though he's, an all right, he's, he's better than average, but I just don't see us winning the Super Bowl. Anyways, I want my quarterback to not show up at the Super Bowl to get a trophy. I want my quarterback to be like, you know what? He, he can get the trophy. That's fine. But I'd say, send it to me. Or is there an award banquet? I don't know. But the way that I'm getting to the Super Bowl is earning my ticket to the Super Bowl. That's how I'm going. So seeing him there with the big smiles getting a trophy, I'm like, no, I, not good optics. I don't like it. I did see one funny meme, though, because I do hate Philadelphia Eagles. But it said uh, even Dak Prescott got a, a, a trophy at the Super Bowl and the Eagles didn't. That was kind of funny. But Dak Prescott, back to him. He's a good guy, sure. Good leader, maybe just he fails in big moments. And I heard recently that they might commit to him long term. So I think Jerry Jones said he's going to be the quarterback of the franchise for 10 years, which leaves me at a bad crossroads because I can't do 10 years, 10 more years of Dak Prescott. He's been in the league for seven. 
What has that gotten us? Zip. And I'm like, Ugh. but I'm so loyal to my my teams, like the Cubs and and Cowboys. Those are my two teams and that my whole life I've been rooting for. And the thought of picking a new team at 46 is, I, I just don't know. I just, I don't know. Do I need to pick a new team? Because if you give him the contract and he stays for 10 years, I think I'm out. But staying with the Super Bowl, now this is where we tie into the devotional. Let's get to the commercials. There are some funny ones for sure. There are some heartfelt ones. They usually have one or two in there. There are some cool movie trailers, movies I want to see. And then we have the Christian He Gets Us commercials. There were two of those commercials that aired during, during the Super Bowl. A 30-second and a 60-second ad. Uh, and it's run by the He Gets Us campaign. And um, if you look at the stats from USA Today's ad meter, I know, it's the, the He Gets Us placed 8th and 15th, which ranks, that's like consumer ratings, whatever. It also generated some social media buzz. Ooh, with um, Christian Super Bowl is like the the trending thing among the trending topics of Twitter on Monday morning. Um, and then U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, I think that's how you name it. I don't know. She's a Democrat from New York. Uh, she criticized the ads. What? She criticized them. She wrote this on Twitter. Something tells me that Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Then Joy Reid, who's an MSNBC host, she mocked the ads for attempting to promote the brand of Jesus and insisted that the commercials were uncharacteristic of the Son of God, himself claiming that he would never spend millions on TV ads. So let's first get to this. Super Bowl ads are expensive. The first commercial was $7 million for 30 seconds. And the second one was, I believe, around $13 million for the 60-second ad. Bringing the total to $20 million for the Super Bowl ads. Sure. they. I don't know if Jesus would have done it, but Jesus didn't have to do it. And... Uh, sure, the $20 million could have been used to go to... Uh, needy, homeless, immigrants, lots of things. But also, it could have done some good at Super Bowl. I don't know. The, ad, the ads were paid for and produced by the Servants Foundation. And one of the biggest donors uh, to this nonprofit is founder of Hobby Lobby, who's David Green, who's a billionaire, right? So, and then the uh, it said it fits our target audience really well. This He Gets It campaign and the spokesperson, Jason Vanderground, told the Associated Press in the lead up to Sunday's game, we're trying to get the message across to people who are spiritually open but skeptical. And then if we look at the stats of, of what's going on in the world today, in September 2022, uh, the Pew Research Center estimates that if Christians in the USA continue leaving religion at its current rate, Christians of all ages will shrink from the current 64% between a little more than half, which is 54%, and then just above one-third, 35% of Americans by 2070. So by 2070, if things keep going the way they are, only 35% of people will be Christian in the U.S. That's what they're saying. And the study also estimates that if current trends continue, those identifying with no religion will increase from the current 30%, 
to somewhere between 34 and 52 percent of the U.S. population. So it's not going in a direction we like. Oh, and also Joy Reid also pointed out the that a group connected to the ad's creator is a conservative Christian legal organization that has led fights against abortion and is designated as an LGBTQ hate group. And, you know, classic. Let's call them a hate group or racist. Those are the two cards that are always played when something happens that the left doesn't like. Every single time. Those are the two cards. What do you get? Racist? What do you get? Hate group. So, but... All this should not be surprising. Not a little bit. Of course people are going to hate the Super Bowl ads pointing to Christ. Let's go back to the book of John and just see this trend happen back then. Um, Jesus is performing many miracles and people start recognizing who he was and what he was doing. So in John 2, Jesus turned water to wine and he... And then a little way after that, he cleansed the temple. Temple, You know, everybody remembers him getting angry and flipping tables over because they were doing him improper sales and they're ripping people off. All that kind of thing. You're not supposed to be doing all that in the temple. We all love that, Jesus. Yeah, he was a, right? And then in John 2, 23, John 2, 23 through 25, it says, While he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. Jesus, however, would not entrust himself to them, <clears throat> since he knew them all, and because he did not need anyone to testify about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Then in John 4, we get to the story. Why is my voice doing this? <clears throat> then in John 4, we get to the story of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. And once that encounter happened, we read in John 4, 28 through 30, the woman left her water jar, went into town, and told the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? So they left the town and made their way to him. Then we read in verse 39 through 45. Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman, We no longer believe because what you said since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is Savior of the world. After two days he left there for Galilee. Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When they entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had gone to the festival. So we see in all those scriptures, Jesus is getting popular. People are talking about him. People are following him. Next, he goes and heals the official's son who was dying, a royal official. He came to Jesus. My son is dying. He goes, go ahead and go back home. Your son will live. And he did. Then in John 5, we learn how Jesus healed the disabled man at the pool of Bethesda. In John 6, he feeds 5,000 people with a couple fish and a few loaves of bread. Then Jesus walks on water. People were amazed. They're in awe. They're seeking him out. They say they want to follow him. He's so popular. Crowds follow him wherever he goes. All the while, Jesus is telling them that he is the bread of life. He's telling them the only way to heaven is through him. Then we get to John 6.60. And it says, Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this teaching is hard. Who could accept it? 
And then in John 6:66, from that moment, many of his disciples turned his back, turned back and no longer accompanied him. So Jesus said to the 12, you don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. So what's all the point of this? Well, there will be many who hear the good news and only a few will accept it. Is it cool that we had a few Super Bowl commercials that pointed to Christ? Absolutely. Was it inevitable that it's going to be criticized? Yeah. Will these ads that went out convert millions of people? No. Because Jesus was right in front of thousands performing miracles, proclaiming that he was the son of God, and they deserted him. So we can't get discouraged by small results. I can't be discouraged that these ads that we that was all this money was spent on is going to go out and probably not move the needle very far. But there may be a few people who watch those ads and think, let me do some investigation. Let me look into this Jesus character. Let's see what, what all the hubbub is about. And maybe they will come to know Christ. And I think that is worth it. If I was in charge of $20 million, I probably wouldn't have done a Super Bowl ad. But I'm not mad at the guys who did it. Um, I think that it's pretty cool that that happened. So we can't get discouraged by small results. There'll be many people we talk to and share the good news of Christ, and they will never come to know him. And uh, that's not up to us. Our job is to just continuing to share the gospel with the world. Uh, and also, a quick side note. Isn't it interesting how Joy Reid made such a big to-do about these Christian Super Bowl ads? Same with that uh, representative from New York. But didn't make a peep about the satanic worship thing that happened at the Grammys uh, with Sam Smith. Very interesting. We don't have anything to say about that, but we have a lot to say about Jesus. That's not what... Like, it's just... It's a little disappointing. But I get it. If we read through Scripture... We see a lot of people don't accept him. And uh, only the few that we, the chosen that we are, um, we will be with him in heaven. And, and our job is to just share the good news. So that's kind of what I have for you today. Um, this almost didn't happen the way that it happened right now because I typed up this whole thing. I got to page five. And the computer shut down. And I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? I'm just going to be shooting from the hip the whole time. I'll be like, hey, look guys, uh, all my devotional uh, preparations has been deleted. So I'm just going to say some stuff. That, then we got a whole weird message that I would not want to put out there. But it would have happened. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, if you like this, share it. Give it to somebody. It's a good way to share the gospel um, just by reading Maybe they'll read through all through John. That'd be a great start. Anyways, have a good one. See you next time.